Welcome to Open Your Hands, conversations on craft and vision and poetry. I'm your host, Zach Zaya. Today I am here with a wonderful poem by Katrina Vandenberg, uh, a teacher of poetry and a wonderful poet herself. Um, I had the honor of being Katrina's student when I was an MFA student at Hamlin University here in St. Paul, Minnesota. I want to read her poem, Suppose, from her first collection, Atlas. Here goes. Suppose. And what if you could step outside yourself, could walk the streets of your old life after dark, until you found yourself in the lit window of the bungalow on the April night you packed your dead lover's clothes in a box you waited with his shoes and saw yourself opening your arms to fold his shirts and then walked on. What if we all could be this generous, cleaving ourselves from the brief gasps of lilacs in our own yards, from the outgrown rooms with their sticks of incense dropping their thin threads of ash? What if we were willing to turn the corner, to walk the street that holds the sum of lives, the gallery of women taping shut the boxes of the clothes of the dead, labeling them with permanent marker? Oh, and if we did not try to say we knew what was inside their glad bags, rustling secrets from the curb, but spoke of those boxes and bags in such a way that everyone who listened could open them and find the shirts and shoes of their own dead brothers and discarded hearts, the whispers of missing sisters across twin beds, old letters, old dolls, the names for unnamed terrors, the trinkets they'd forgot. What if you could make everyone rich with the things they had lost? Wouldn't you be that generous if you knew how. That was Katrina Vandenberg's beautiful poem, Suppose. So my way of proceeding today um, for this um, Open Your Hands episode is going to be a little different. Um, Instead of doing uh, a live dialogue with Katrina, um, I've actually reached out to Katrina via email. I'm finding as I do this, uh, this podcast, um, the time is short as a high school English teacher. And also those of you who know me know that my wife, Christine and I are expecting, um, and just time, time is short. <laughs> so I'm, I'm allowing myself and giving myself permission, um, to do this podcast in modified ways. Um, so I reached out to Katrina. She was generous enough, uh, to respond just with her, her process of how she, she created this poem. Um, so if, if you're, a uh, a, a reader of poetry like me who loves the uh, Best American Poetry Anthology, you know, um, at the back of Best American Poetry every year, so in addition to like all these this wonderful anthology of, of, of poems, they also have a section in the back of the book where poets will talk about their process for creating poems. Honestly, that, that's sometimes I like that even more than the poems themselves. I'm, I'm such a nut for process. Um, and so I asked Katrina, um, hey, you know, w- would you share um, with the listeners of this of this show your process for creating suppose? Um, so my way of proceeding with this episode as, as we go forward is I'm going to read some of her process um, and then riff on that. 
um, for the, for the, for the course of the episode. So this is from Katrina, right? She wrote me, she said, suppose was a gift poem. One of those lucky poems that falls out nearly whole in an hour or two. I could hear the phrase, and what if you could step outside yourself? And it just went on. The image I began with was one of a lit window and how when you stand outside in the dark, you can see inside perfectly. I'd recently come back from spending a year in the Netherlands, and there it's customary to leave your curtains open at night in order to prove that you have nothing to hide. In return, if you're outside and walking at night, it's also customary and polite not to look in people's windows. So I'd spent a year walking down streets in the evening, able to see in one person's window after the next, and I always felt quite moved by it the way I could see all these people eating dinner or clearing plates or reading books. I was in the Netherlands to study Vermeer's paintings, which use light so beautifully and show women in quiet, unobserved moments, and also to write a book about my partner's death from complications from hemophilia and AIDS. I'm going to pause there in the the process statement. There's a little more I want to read later. But part of what really moved me and interested me was this idea of being able to privileged to see in to another person's window um, and also you know resisting the urge to to be voyeuristic I guess you would say to be grasping um, which I think is is really at the heart of, of a lot of of poetry right because we have these privileged glimpses that that poets give us um, and there's a way in which Katrina's poem I think besides offering a privileged glimpse uh, into her own grief, also gives us kind of a way uh, to do that in a really respectful and reverent manner. Um, And so um, I know I've shared uh, with um, students that I've taught and with other lovers of poetry, um, when I read poems, I often see like a shift or a turning point in the poem. And I think that's often a a great place to begin consideration of of why that poem is so moving to you as a reader. And so I just want to share that um, as an avenue into more conversation about this poem. Um, I really feel like there's that moment um, in the, in the third stanza of the poem um, where the speaker of the poem says, Oh, and if we did not try to say, we knew what was inside their glad bags, rustling secrets from the curb, but spoke of those boxes and bags in such a way that everyone who listened could open them and find the shirts of their own dead brothers and discarded hearts. And she goes on. Um, This idea of acknowledging that we don't know what was inside the glad bags of another, um, it's deeply moving to me. And in a a poem about grief, um, I think that 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 ability to say, um, I might be able to understand some of what you're experiencing, but I'd, I don't know all of it. Um, to me, that's at the heart of this poem and also at the heart of, of a human being who has some measure of empathy, um, which I think we're all going for, people who are reading poetry like we are. Um, so that, that just really, really moved me as, as, a, as a, a reader of this poem. I also I want to move back. So kind of chart back uh, to Katrina's process um, and read the last part of, of what she sent me. 
She wrote, At some point during the year in the Netherlands, the people in the windows started to remind me of the paintings. And then I started thinking about the people who may have seen me in my own window that year in the Netherlands, but also at various other times in my life. We so often feel alone at our times of greatest sadness. But I suspect and hope that we really are more connected to each other than we often realize. And I wanted the poem to do the final bit of work to connect us, somehow removing the pane of glass that separates. But of course, none of us can do that. And so the poem ends as a wish, as so many do. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. Um, the in- Naming the intention of this poem. Um, and I know Katrina acknowledges, you know, you know, we can't remove the pane of glass that separates. And yet, and yet, this is a poem of, of I think, beautiful solidarity. Um, so I, I, I started reading this collection at the beginning of the fall. And for whatever reason, this poem, suppose, was just kind of rattling around my brain through, really throughout the last couple of months. Um, some of the, some of you uh, listeners of this show know that um, Christina and I, we, we just lost our beloved dog, uh, Dasha. Just, it's just such a, uh, an amazing being. Um, it's been such, such a love part of our lives. Um, and we've really been grieving. This was just last week that it happened. Um, but this poem has, has been coming to me when I think about Dasha and also uh, the many people who have um, comforted me and Christina in our grief um, and not in a superficial or glib way. And I think part of why that, that turning point in the poem really moved me is because there's, and it's hard, I don't know, I'm like thinking out loud here clearly, but there's something about it that's almost tentative, honoring, but also willing to, to name like I too have experienced grief. And that's some of what, some of the most moving things that people have told me is they've, they've shared with me their own grief around losing a dog. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a simple thing, but also a powerful thing, um, empathy and solidarity. And this poem to me speaks beautifully of that human reality. So I hope you have enjoyed um, this episode. I want to thank Katrina Vandenberg for her generosity as a poet and as a person sharing this poem with us. And looking forward, I hope you have a great holiday season and looking forward to connecting with you all in the new year. Peace. And thanks to my cousin, musician Dustin Coppertoons Jensen, who has generously allowed me to use his song Speed of Understanding as introduction, interlude, and closing music to this episode. To find out more about Coppertoons, go to soundcloud.com slash coppertoons. <laughs>